0: If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful air. Great to be with you. Spend some time, look at the Parsha, try and understand what we're being told, what we're being taught. How to somehow translate the words of the Parsha to make it well personal, to internalize. The words of god the words of torah to take the message to make it real to understand what's happening with our lives to understand what's happening with the world after all we are human beings with a mission we have to fulfill that mission in order to fulfill that mission we have to understand what it is that god almighty actually wants from each and every one of us and there is something that he wants not only from well humankind generally but there is a specific mission that he gives to each and every one of us. And therefore, when we study the Torah, we understand the general purpose of humankind. But as we delve into Torah, as we begin to study more and more the detail of Torah in a personal sort of way, we begin to understand the individual dimension of what it is that we have to do. We understand ourselves much better. We understand our mission much better. We understand what is our purpose in this world what is our purpose in this life and this is why every time we come to a new parsha we have to do it with a sense of joy with a sense of excitement because something new something innovative is going to be taught to us a new dimension in torah every single parsha Has a unique message. And although we learned the Parsha last year, we went through it sometimes in great detail, and we've gone through it for many, many years before. Not only many years, hundreds of years, but each and every single time, because it is the word of Hashem, it has infinite dimension, and something that is infinite has no limitation whatsoever. And therefore, each and every single time that we revisit the Parsha, that we come to learn, the Parsha, again, we find a new dimension. It's like a human being. Each and every time we look into ourselves and we do it with a sense of honesty, with a sense of joy, with a sense of purpose, we begin to see a new dimension within our lives as well. And this is something that we have to bring together, the newness of Torah and the newness of our lives on a regular basis. Our Parsha, of course, is titsaba. And Tetzaveh is a very special part, as I'll soon tell you, because Tetzaveh talks to us about a specific type of relationship that we have with Hashem, that we have with Moshe, the ultimate leader of the Jewish people. As mentioned last week, we're very much into the month of Adar, Adar Ishan, the first Adar. This year we have 60 days of Marvin Besimcha, of adding with the intensity of joy, That the month of adar brings it's a time that we have to celebrate with extraordinary dimension because joy is not only an experience of happiness and festivity joy in the true sense of the word is something which brings clarity. It's something which brings certainty. It enables us to see things with a sense of clarity that enables us to go forward with a sense of certainty. And this is the great joy, the great joy of Torah. And when we are in the month of Adar, and this year we have too, 60 days of not only regular Simcha, but intense Simcha. The joy of these months is a clarity that is quite extraordinary. A clarity that enables us to see things which otherwise we might miss. And this is something which is important for us to understand, that we have to take advantage of the clarity that exists, of the joy that exists. And this is something that we have to do. It's there, it's in the atmosphere, it's in the air. But we have to open our eyes, our hearts, our souls, our minds. We have to open up the vessels that we possess in order to receive that joy in the fullest measure. It's like going into a room of incredible beauty with all sorts of wonderful things, but we keep our eyes closed. We miss it all. It's there. We have to open our eyes. And the same thing with the joy energy that exists during the month of Adar, and this year twice: Adar the first Adar and Adar Shaini, the second Adar. But we have to open our eyes, the eyes of our mind, the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our soul. We have to open our eyes and to use that sight to receive the clarity and therefore to experience. But the question is, how do we do that? We talk about opening the eyes of our mind. We talk about opening the eyes of our heart. How do we do that? How do we connect the external and the internal how do we bring together something which is obvious something which is revealed and something which is well hidden how do we take that which is on the outside and connect it with something that is deep within one would think well in order to reach deep within oneself one must spend a lifetime recognizing those inner dimensions of life but we live life generally, on the external dimensions of life. We look at ourselves, and what do we see? We see the outer dimensions of ourselves. And this is why this Parsha is so very important, because this Parsha, as I'll soon explain, talks to us about how to connect the external with the internal. Something that we often miss, something that we often don't think about. We often think to ourselves, well, the internal is one world and the external is another world. How I look on the outside is one thing. How I look on the inside is another thing. How I feel on the outside is one thing and how I feel on the inside is another thing two separate worlds there are those that have well the capacity the ability the spiritual strength to somehow make the journey into the internal dimensions of life But most people just don't most people simply live on the external level of life the senses of life this parasha talks to us in unique fashion about how to connect those two elements because each and every one of us possesses an external and an internal dimension. And after all, that's who we are. We're not two separate people. We're not an internal person and an external person. We are the same person that possesses these two dimensions. And therefore, it is incumbent upon each and every one of us to understand that if we want to be a complete person, if we want to feel a sense of wholeness, we have to somehow reconcile Those two, sometimes extremely distant dimensions, but very much part of the same thing, the internal and the external dimensions of life. More of that, said This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High fm We're talking about how to bring together the internal and external dimensions of our life When in actual fact, we might think that they are extreme opposites and have no relationship. Or even if in fact we think they are, well, one and the same, how do we actually do that? Last week, we studied about the construction of the Mishkan, the tabernacle in the wilderness. And the magnificent, the magnificent structure that it was. And all the materials that were used to make it, the gold, the silver, etc., etc. This week, we learn about... Primarily, the garments that were made for the Kohanim, the priests that were going to minister, to serve in the temple. Because as beautiful as the temple was, as beautiful as the Mishkan was, in order to make it a functioning place, in order to be a place that deserved the term as a dwelling place for God, certain activities had to take place. And who performed those activities? Those activities were performed by the Kohanim. But the Kohanim were not only people, well, of special spiritual status. The Kohanim were individuals who had to present themselves in a particular sort of way. And this Prasha talks about the garments, the very special garments that the Kohanim had to wear. And how they were made, and how they had to wear those garments. Now what was that all about? Why is so much time and attention given to the garments of the Kohanim. Aren't garments something that are quite external to the individual? Garments are not the essence of the individual, they're on the outside of the individual. Why couldn't the Kohanim wear any old thing? Why was it necessary for them to have these special types of clothes? And not only that, but the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, had eight very special garments and each one of them each one of them was an absolute necessity he couldn't serve if one of them was missing each thing more beautiful than the next what was that all about why couldn't we simply say Aaron and his sons they were given the incredible the incredible American privilege of serving in the house of God because of their spiritual status Why do we spend so much time talking about their garments? Aren't garments, well, something that are quite external to the individual? True, garments are quite external to the individual. But garments play an extremely, extremely important and significant role in one's life, in the life of a human. And not only because garments protect us against the elements, Garments indicate a degree of modesty, garments swell, but garments also identify an individual. And not only because they identify, because we wear a uniform, because how we appear, how we are seen by others, and indeed how we are seen by ourselves, tells us a lot of who and what we are and when i say garments are important i'm not only referring to the fact that what we wear is necessary to protect us if we were to wear the clothes that you wear at a beach at the north pole you'd freeze to death and vice versa you'd boil i'm talking about something far more subtle than that garments reveal who we are we take a look at an individual and we see immediately Who is this person? Is this a modest person? Is this a person who's confident with life? Is this an individual who's trying to make an impression but can't? Is this an individual that, well, is desperately, desperately trying to somehow, well, say something? Or is this an individual who's walking through life with a tremendous sense of clarity and purpose? There are certain people who are so caught up with fashion, they forget who they are. And there are those people not walking around in rags, not walking around like slobs, but they carry their presence with a tremendous sense of confidence and certainty. And the way a person presents themselves tells us a lot about who that individual is not only in terms of others but ultimately in terms of themselves as well you know i often speak about this if a person were to put on well a fireman's suit does that make him a fireman if a person would put on an astronaut suit does that make him an astronaut of course not because garments have to reflect who the individual is, and what the individual is. And what this Parsha is telling us, these garments, these garments are not simply clothes. These garments, when you begin to understand their purpose, they talk to us about what the Kohen was really all about, what the priest was all about. They become gateways. They become methods to understand the quality and status and personality of what the Kohain the priest is all about. And not only so that others should understand who the priest was, who the Cohain was, but so that he himself should understand who he was. They are external to the individual. But those external things become windows, doorways, gateways to that which is contained deep within. The Baal HaTanya, Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi who wrote the Tanya, talks to us in that Holy Sefer about the garments of the soul. What are the garments of the soul? He speaks about thought, speech and action. He says those are not the essence of the soul. And those are not even the powers of the soul. powers of the soul is, well, sight, sound, intellect, emotion. The garments of the soul, the garments of the soul are basically external dimensions, modes of expression and modes of communication. But at the same time, the garments of the soul enable the individual, not only to communicate to others or to himself, with thought we communicate to ourselves. with speech and action we communicate to others. But these become gateways through which and by which an individual is able to move into the core, to the center of his own life, to recognize his soul, to recognize his heart, to recognize his mind the way you think the way you speak the way you act yes external dimensions of the soul but they become methods through which and by which you begin to understand who and what you are and if you think about the world in which we live today this is one of the great problems of the world The fact that our garments have become so abused. They have become, well, almost ridiculous. Fashion has become such a master that it makes mockery out of most people. You know, I often don't hope to laugh or cry when I see people walking around with holes in their trousers. And they pay a lot of money to buy trousers, jeans with holes in them. And you think to yourself, how foolish can people be? And yet, that is the passion. What does it tell you? What does it tell you about people who do that? Well, it tells you it's people who, well, want to keep up with fashion, want to be part of the current group. But it also tells you how foolish people can be. That they are so sold to something which is so ridiculous that they are prepared to spend hard-earned money on things which are absolutely ridiculous, torn clothes. Once upon a time, if you told somebody that you have spent more money on torn clothes than on, well, non-torn clothes, they would laugh at you. But that's what it's all about. When clothes no longer become a symbol of modesty, but clothes become a symbol of the lack of modesty, what does that tell you? It tells you a lot. When thought, speech, and action are no longer used in a proper way, when speech is all over the place, when action is all over the place, when a person doesn't understand the discipline of thought, speech, and action, when a person doesn't know how to apply thought, speech, and action into the everyday activity of life, not only how to speak properly, to enunciate words, or elocution, but the choice of words, what one says, the content of words, the action, what one does, how one behaves, and not only to go through The behavior pattern in robotic fashion. But the gestures of kindness, the gestures of goodness, the gestures of extending oneself to others, and thought as well, the discipline of exercising intellect, thinking, thinking before you speak, understanding what you're going to say, understanding a concept, understanding a thought. All those things you might say well they're very external. They might be external, but when developed properly they become gateways to the internal dimension of who you are. Not only are you identifying yourself to others in a particular sort of way. Not only are you identifying yourself in a particular sort of way, but you're also beginning to understand, who you are at your core. You're connecting the external and the internal dimensions of your life. And this is something which is extremely important. This is what the Parsha is talking about. What the Parsha is talking about is building a house for God, which was last week. But this Parsha is talking about serving in the house of God. This Parsha is talking about the individual, who can actually come into the house of God and turning it into a place where God feels comfortable. But in order to do that, the individual has to work at connecting the external and the internal dimensions of life, thought, speech, and action. Yes, and what you wear and how you wear it, and what you present as, and how you want to be seen, and how you want to be understood both to others and to yourself and this is why the parsha speaks to us in such great detail about each garment because each garment actually addresses a different dimension of the inner and greater personality of the individual this is what the Kohen was all about. And ultimately we say each and every one of us should in a spiritual sense become a Kohen because each and every one of us has to minister in the house of God. Each and every one of us has to work at creating the dwelling place for God, because after all, it says you shall make for me a sanctuary. I will dwell among you, plural. It's not only a geographic specific area where the house of God exists. It's everywhere. The entire world can become house of God and each and every one of us becomes the priest that serves in the house of God. If in fact we work, we work hard at creating that wholeness, that internal and external unity within our lives, more of that sooner. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about how to connect the external dimensions of life, the garments of, well, the garments of life, with the inner dimensions of our soul. And the question we raise is how can you connect something which is external and internal garments, which are not part of the human being. They're external, they're separate from the human being. How can you connect with the internal dimensions of the soul, which are not only part and parcel of the individual, they are the essence of the individual. And we said because when you present in a particular sort of way, When you express yourself in a particular sort of way, these become the gateways through which you are able to enter into those inner hidden dimensions of your soul, who you really are at your essence. But as we get to the end of the Parsha, we come across something interesting, which is also puzzling. We come across the mitzvah of building, well, the altar that was used for the incense, the small altar that was inside the Mishkan, that was used for the incense. On the outside of the Mishkan, was the large altar that was used for the sacrifices. But the small golden altar, where the Kohain would, well, on a daily basis, bring the Katurat, the incense offering, this was on the inside of the Mishkan. And one immediately asks the question, last week when we spoke about the building of all the vessels that were used in the Mishkan, why didn't we talk about building the small altar there, when we spoke about building all the vessels of the Mishkan? Why wait to the end of this Parsha? When we spoke about, when we speak about other things, the garments, of the kohanim the various preparations that the kohanim had to go through why speak about the building of the golden altar at the end of this parsha when, an actual fact that really belongs last week in last week's parsha and this is a question that the commentaries ask and all sorts of answers but there's one answer really that talks to us about this idea as expressed earlier on We know that fragrance is one of the most powerful of the senses that we have. We have eyesight, we have hearing, we have taste, we have touch. But fragrance, the power of smell is exceptionally powerful because it enters in through our nostril and it goes directly to our brain. And this is why when a person is faint or fainted, we give them strong smelling salts that wakes him up. Because as he smells those strong smelling salts, it goes directly to his brain. That shock wakes him up. Fragrance is something which enters into the very essence of the individual instantly. Much more than sight, much more than sound, much more than touch, much more than any of the other senses. Fragrance is that powerful. Incense represents the holy fragrance that was used in the temple. And this is something which came from below the circus of the Kohanim, where he represented all of Israel. The fragrance, which is called Reach Nechoach, the delightful special fragrance that God accepted as something special that came for the Jews, but it went up directly to the essence of God. What Hashem is saying to us, at the end of this partial is when you have gone through the externalities of, well, producing and wearing the garments correctly, and presenting the external in the proper way, then you will be able to offer the incense on the golden altar, which is something which touches the very essence of what we spoke about before. When you have perfected the external, when you have dealt with the external in the best possible way, like fragrance, you will now have the ability of bringing the incense, which will represent the very essence, something which touches the essence. The essence, it goes directly to God, it goes directly to your soul. And this is why the inner altar, the golden altar upon which the incense was offered, is at the end of this parsha to emphasize the idea of the internal and the external getting connected in the most powerful way. And this is something that we have to learn. We aren't two separate people, the internal and the external. We're one. And sometimes the most external enables us to reach the most internal. Yes, how we present the way we are dressed, tells so much about us. And not only in, well, in a very shallow sense, it actually tells on a very deep level who and what we are. It enables others to understand us, It enables ourselves to understand ourselves. It becomes, as I said earlier on, an opening, a gateway to the innermost dimensions of life. And this is why during the months of Adar, Adarishan and Sheni, when we speak about the marvin basimcha, the intense joy, the wonderful joy. Joy is something which touches us on an external basis, festivity, excitement, the external dimension of joy. This is something we have to do. But joy is also something which touches the very essence of who we are. The sense of purpose, the sense of clarity, the sense of certainty. We have to connect those two dimensions of joy. This is what the Parsha is talking about. So when you're in Shul tomorrow, and I encourage you to go to Shul, when you're in Shul tomorrow, listen carefully to this Parsha. Try to understand each and every garment that was made for the Kohen. For the high priest and for the regular priest try to understand the various offerings that each and every single well each and every single priest had to perform try to understand the purpose of the small golden altar try to understand what the parsha is saying to you individually and personally try to understand how this can bring you external and internal joy and how you can bring them together. Good Shabbos.